Academic Staff Union of uh, Universities, ASU, began this particular strike on the 14th of February. Some calling it uh, a very bad Valentine's gift, especially to students and parents at large. Uh, but right now, that particular strike has entered its 50th day, and the people are starting to wonder what exactly is going to happen. ASU has vowed to not relent on its demands, to not call off this particular strike until the federal government has met every single one of its demands. With uh, the, of course, uh, the Minister of State for Education, Mr. Mekan Wajiba, uh, actually saying that uh, these strikes are wicked, that the ASU and, of course, Jack are wicked for grounding and shutting down universities. Uh, Essigan is in the building. Essigan, good morning. Greetings. Thank you very much. Essigan, give your thoughts on uh, some of what I just discussed. Well, right now. I welcome the development heartily, mm. wholeheartedly. Mm. Um, it's a good development. We are entering a stage where we can best describe it as the dark before the dawn mm. you know where things get to that point where it appears as if everything is just doing hekita sekita yes. like my african brothers will <laughs> say uh, but then uh, then we will now start resetting mm. you know it gets to a point for people that use devices and all that, maybe mm-hmm. uh, due to stress or so much workload or some issues, mm-hmm. and then you just have to reset your device. So I, I guess that um, as a nation, we're approaching that uh, particular stage mm-hmm. uh, right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not surprising that the only thing that the federal government has to offer in all this is to say that what ASU is doing is bad, hmm. you know, from coming from the, you know, uh, Minister of Education. Education yes. He has not said anything concrete, you know, no concrete conversation, no, no statements, you know, uh, that, uh, okay, this is what the federal government is doing and all that. Mm-hmm. It's just like when people are bickering or when people are arguing and mm-hmm. you are not, you know, you are not dropping points. Mm-hmm. You are just um, um, going on emotional uh, what do you call it? Roller coaster. Rampage. Yeah, you know, you are just rather than um, drop your point. You see, to in debate, to win a debate, you don't win a debate with um, how do I put it? With um, emotional display. Yes. You win a debate with facts. You know, you you drop facts, you drop points. Yes. You don't appeal to the chairman or your fellow deporters or the scorekeeper score or timekeeper and say, uh, you see, I'm the best dressed here yes. and I am most spoken. You, you, you don't need to pay attention to my opponent. You can see that my opponent, you know, just started reading out his point, you know, wickedly, you know, and, and he's doing it at the wrong time or whatever. That's not what is going to win you the debate. And for me, as far as I'm concerned, that's exactly what I see the federal government doing doing you know in this point and that is not what we want that doesn't we we want decisive leadership and we are not getting decisive leadership Mm. but then uh, we're getting close to that point where a reset is going to happen so everybody just be ready for that okay uh padre is in the building padre good morning good morning welcome and thank you for joining us uh padre give your own thoughts as to this particular issue just as well um well, personally, I am not surprised because uh, we've known uh, that that seems to be the uh, 
the modus operandi of the federal government when it comes to issues like this, especially uh, with regard to, especially with regard to education. Over the time that we have been talking about this matter, we have been listening to the responses of uh, Ingige, the responses of uh, Adamo, Adamo, and the responses of of his uh, of his assistant in that in that particular ministry. Mm. But then I think for me, in fact, even if we have to be putting all of them into one basket, maybe we can excuse uh, Ingige out of the out of the whole picture because. Mm. To some extent, he has always been the one uh, at the front uh, line of solving this problem from the part of the federal government. Mm. These so-called two ministers, sometimes I even wonder whether they are actually the ministers of education or they are just spokesperson. Uh, Sometimes they talk and uh, you can agree with some of the responses that the ASU official uh, executives to have said that sometimes their statements could be very, very provoking, very, very annoying. Mm. And for me, I just see that this is just an... uh, an escapist way of doing things. Mm. You know, you want to run away from the reality. You don't want to take any blame. You just want to continue to avoid everything. As if we are not in the same government. Mm. I mean, in the same country. Mm. As if we are not aware of what has been going on in the past 12 years, going to 13 years now, Mm. that this so-called agreement had been in place and almost every year it is undergoing review. You are making promises. You are Mm. signing MOUs and MOAs. And then, I think the minister should should be ashamed of himself for Mm. making such statements in this regard. Mm. Because the question you should be asking yourself is, have we also done our own part yes i know that you are working for the government and definitely you want to defend the government but it's not every time you make you come out to make a fool of yourself i mean i'm sorry to use that language Mm. but that is the way it looks like to me Mm. because everybody can see it's not just about people within within asu alone Mm. if you are saying those in the polytechnic can they they are working or whatever if that is what pays them that, that that is what pays them but now asu is saying that we can no longer be dealing with all this false hope that you that you give us all the time. If you are complaining that the federal government will, be, will have to pay these people for the work they have not done, in fact, that should send some senses into you that you are the one on the losing side. Mm. In fact, he is trying to make a reality out of this out of this whole situation, but not doing it in the proper direction. Because the truth is, you are going to pay these people for the work that they have not done. But then, is it their fault? No. The question you should ask is that: Have you also provided them with what they need? To do their work, work very well, mm. but you have not done that. It's like saying I work for I work for PHCN, and you are asking me to go and be, to go and disconnect lines, mm. and you are not giving me gloves, you are not giving me ladder. Mm. You said I should use belt to climb pole, and probably use for something just to protect myself. I mean, at the point in time, even if I've been succeeding in doing that, maybe through my own innovations or whatsoever, at the point in time, I'm going to say, Oga, come, I can't continue to work with this with, under this condition. It is either you provide these conditions for me or I leave this job just for a while until when you are ready to provide me the conditions. Mm. So let us face the fact. To a great extent, the working conditions under which you have put those people are not palatable. And it's not as if this strike is coming out of the blues. It has been going. It has been a lingering issue for years. Even this one that they had gone for, they gave you a warning strike for one month. Within that thirty days, what did you do? What ah. frantic effort did you make? What did you do? Even till now, what we are not even done? seeing anything. We are not getting. We are not getting any feel, feelers that in the next probably it's, it's supposed to be for sixty days, right? Mm-hmm. The next one probably mm-hmm. in the next that will be 
for 90 days all put all together so probably the next 40 days we may not even even have anything tangible anything serious that's going to come out of it so i feel that these so-called agents of the federal government because they know that they have to uh they have to do the work their paymasters sent them to do they should also remember that they are not just working for their paymasters in fact it's not even their bosses who pay them it is we who pay them i'm not sure the president uses part of his salary to pay any of the ministers mm. But then he is the one who had appointed them. He is the one who had put them in that position. And we understand that you have to do what he, he expects of you. But then don't forget that you don't work for the president alone. You work. You first of all work for all Nigerians. Mm-hmm. That he is the one who has appointed you to come and be a minister. He's not telling you that come and come and work, work for me. me. He's saying come, come and work with the people. Come and work with me to serve the people. That is what it means to be a minister. You are not working for the president. Femi Additional can say he's working for the president. I don't care. Gabashew can say he's working for the president. I don't care. Mm. But as a minister, you cannot say that. You, you are only working with the president to work for the people. And these are ministers and our leaders. They must not forget this fact. But mm. obviously, it shows that they don't even regard any of these things in any way. They mm. don't even see some of these things to be important. Okay. Because if this were to be a better society... Some of these statements, you can't even make them because you know that people are going to hold you responsible for them mm-hmm. either sooner or later in the future. Mm. Okay. Uh, we're still talking about uh, this uh, particular fracas going on between uh, ASU and uh, the federal government. Speaking about the, talking about the statements uh, from the Minister of State for Education, uh, Mr. Wajiba, right there. Sake, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Also, give your own thoughts as to some of these statements. And uh, Padre uh, rightly mentioned that uh, even till now, we don't seem to be getting any serious fillers uh, as to what the federal government is doing. What do you think? I think it should be obvious to everyone that we don't have leaders who give priority to Mm. what Mm. they should give priorities to. Like I said some weeks back, if it it has taken them about three years to verify Utah's, it shows that it's obvious they are paying politics. Mm. And I've also, also retreated here over and over that when you want to know a man's lifestyle mm. or his focus mm. trace where his money goes mm. I'll give you a brief overview of where federal government money goes mm. Nigeria healthcare budget is about 46 billion mm. Nigeria's education is 48 billion budget for legislature which is about 465 people is about 125 billion mm. so that's where our money goes that's where our priorities are that's why they can afford to take their children abroad for study. That's why they can go and treat earache abroad. And we don't have a standard earache and headache abroad. <laughs> that's why we don't have a standard health facility. And that's why we cannot boast of a world-class university. The ones we are managing now were built, were the ones they went through in their days built by other people, other leaders. I think this should be beyond us. Like I said, this should be beyond us. It shouldn't even be us to fight in these battles. Because whether we like it or not, we have about 40% of our populations who are youth. 
You shouldn't be asked on the front burner fighting this battle. It should be parents, teachers, association. It should be students fighting this issue. It shouldn't be ASU or NASU in the forefront. Because whether we like it or not, we've lost a year. This is another five months going. This 17 months loss in three years. No, no nation developed through this. No nation. This 17 out of 36, no nation will develop by this strategy. Okay. No matter the no matter the excuse they are giving. Okay, thank you very much. This is still trending issues on Future Radio ninety three point one FM on the morning show. Uh, let's come back to Essigon now. Uh, Essigon members of the National Union of Rail Transport Workers, uh, that is the Ondo State chapter, uh, on Monday yesterday protested uh, the suspension of, of the activities of the union in the state. Now, uh, uh, reports richness is that uh, you know, this process uh, actually got a bit bloody. Uh, Ten persons were said to have been injured and uh, the, 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 the governor has already uh, actually in, you know, s- formed a committee to actually manage this motor packs. Uh, how do you see this resolving itself out uh, amicably in, in the future? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know because we're talking about a section of the populace that is critical Mm. that is vital Mm -hmm. especially in terms of electioneering Mm. um, is a power block we cannot deny that Mm. now it is also a section that shows that um, there is an urgent need for the populace to be better enlightened and educated you know why? Because the majority of the leadership, there, the, the, the knowledge gap is wide. Mm. And, uh, of course, which gives room to a lot of basic response to issues. Um, it's just their strength is in the street whiteness, as mm. in the street's wisdom, mm. not um, in the... You know the rigorous yes. intellectual so, so, yes. aspect that you know. Uh, so it, mm-hmm. it and one of the things that that reflects is that it shows that when we say that the politicians really don't uh, uh, really care uh, for the people per se, and that is why our transportation system is not developed mm. to the extent to which it, it should, should be. You, you get. We are not doing things that we ought to be doing. We are still basic. Why? Because we are having to be dealing with basic issues. We are having to be dealing with fundamental issues. Mm. You know. So to scale up or to innovate mm. or to bring in technology will be difficult. Yes. Because it will take a lot of exposure. Mm. You know, and training to get. Um, um, that particular sector into the the kind of society that mm. we actually envisage, mm. that we actually want. Mm. So this is not a surprise. Mm. This is not the first time that this is happening. Mm. And without education, without mm. enlightenment, mm. without intellectual rigorous intellectual development, mm. there's no how it is going to stop. If we don't have a set of you know, leaders that actually decide to do the right thing hmm. will continue to have this. Look at look at Lagos. Exactly. Lagos, the in our estimates, the only state that is working in Nigeria, <laughs> they still have these issues. Why? Because fundamentally, yes, people can say that um, we have 
graduates being forced into that place mm. for economic reasons, you know, to be... But graduates being forced into that place is as manpower. It's not as brain power. Mm. You understand? Is We have graduates having to ride Okada because they don't have job and because it's easier for them to make money. We have them having to drive taxis. They have masters and also them. But they are driving. But at a decision-making level, level. That's that level, we don't have. Mm. And even if we have, it is not reflecting. Mm. You get so we will still get back to this crude method of resolving issue because mm. that is it's just basic is the the instinctive response to things mm. you know so we are having this conversation now we will probably have it again okay until we we actually shed light as in poor light and mm. when I mean light bring you know intellectual growth hmm. into this thing and okay. have a sincere <coughs> desire to hmm. help the transport sector hmm. see the importance of it hmm. the trains the trams the buses the taxis we are talking about in other developed countries are not reading for free hmm. it's is a cash cow yes so you can make more money if you provide better services hmm. but better services can come if you have the brain power to do so hmm. if you have that intellectual capacity to you know to bring it to fall hmm. if it is not a, a broken bottle and you know violent <coughs> prone hmm. only response of hmm. course people will say ah, i mean we have even at the highest uh, the law making places that yes. we have people resorting to that hmm. yes Yes, it's people that have decided to fall and, you know, to their yes, basic, basic. Uh, that they, 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 they can't go intellectual. Hmm. So because they can't go intellectual, then they resort so to soon. emotional tantrums okay. and to and way of solving things. So that is, but it's just that it is more here than it is there okay. because we, ha- we still have a lot more people that are still yes. you get yes uh-huh. okay i understood that perfectly well right there of course uh, last week it seemed like this had been brewing uh getting ready to fire up as we're seeing it right now of course a faction of that nurtw uh actually uh, kicked against the government's uh plans to reinstate this particular new person and that they're kicking against saying that they we're actually bringing him through the back door uh some people on certain spaces are seeing this what is happening in Ondo State, what happened in Lagos State, as uh, maybe a political move? What do you think? I was coming to town yesterday afternoon hmm. through Ondo Road and I watched a horror movie hmm. at Ondo Park. I saw vehicles parked, I saw cutlasses, hmm. I saw guns, I saw iron sticks. bars, yes. sticks. I hope and, he didn't see RPG, There was no shooting, but there were physical, you know, pursuing of persons hmm. across the express. I was dropping somebody near the persuasion before the car park, and the person just asked me to move. I said, no, I won't move in such commotion mm-hmm. because I don't want to be counted among them. And I waited and saw before I saw the police at the other side of the, poli- uh, the petrol station the NPC. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I'm just wondering, how long are we going to continue with this? Every time there's a change of government in the NURTW, one, government is involved. Hmm. Every time, police are involved. 
AURTW is supposed to be a private union organization. They are not the only organizations in Nondo State. But we have turned it political because there are tools in their hands. Hmm. I was in the election guy this morning also. Saw police sitting down where they park. Now, hmm. in the next few days, people are going to find it difficult to transport. Don't forget that there are many people living in Akure who go to work at Ondo, Ore, or War. Every day. And you know the way these people behave. Mm-hmm. For the next like one, two, three kilometers, mm. they're going to be, you know, paroling the you know, patrolling the place. Sure. And we, we just make life inconvenient because you want to install somebody that why should government get involved in you know a private what? union, yes. Government involvement should have been how the park is being managed to make the masses comfortable. I said that yesterday. How to make sure that the cars are roadworthy? How to make sure that the cars are in order? Hmm. How to make sure that the drivers are, are not unruly? How to make sure that passengers' lives and goods are secured? That is government involvement. Hmm. That should be the limit of government involvement. Hmm. Anything that goes beyond that, it shows why we are backward. Especially in those states, they are bring really success about other private transport company coming to Ondo State. Every time a private company, transport company comes to Ondo State, you see opposition from this group. They run them out of town. Hmm. Get to other states. And that's why transportation is very expensive in Ondo State. And that's why everybody in Ondo State seems to be clamoring to have their own vehicles. If you go to your state, transport is cheap. Go to Ashun State is cheap. Go to Benin, Edo State is cheaper. Okwara is cheaper. I've been in this state and I've had cost to work there. In Ondo State, what? Anekiti. Hmm. Why? Because of over government involvement. And they do things with impunity because they know they have the backings hmm. of government. Hmm. The truth must be told. Hmm. Let's bring sanity. Okay. Let's work for the people, hmm. not particular set of people. Okay. What is your own take on this, Padre? Um, you know, we usually say it here, there, and then sometimes Sky would emphasize it that the government does not have business with uh, doing business. doing business with anything business. But then, what is the role of the government in all of this? It is to provide an enabling environment, to provide the right policies, the right law, the implementation of those policies, and where people are. The government is expected to bring in uh, the r- rule of law mm-hmm. into place and make sure that even though you are doing your own thing, it is your private thing, you can't just do it anyhow and any way you like. But when the government fails in its role and you have this lacuna, anybody who is smart enough is going to, is going to take advantage of it and begin to do something with it for its own its own advantage at the expense of the general good you see w- the first time i saw that letter and that to be honest my and this is my own opinion i knew it was not going to work because even for those of us who are residents in the state i am not a member of any rtw i don't i don't own own any any transport uh, vehicle but we see these things we live in the state so it's not as if we don't have, we don't know, we are, we are totally blank 
that our minds and our and our brains are tabula rasa when it comes to some of these uh, events going on, some of these rancors going on. Because for me, if you are putting in a committee, yes, you may say that the NURTW are overplaying their hands. For instance, what Saki uh, just explained now that happened yesterday, any single government should not allow that. In fact, I expect that by this morning, arrests should have, have should made. have been made and some people should have been brought to the law immediately. Because you cannot say because of your own personal interest, you want to put the life of everybody in danger and people should not go about their normal activities. So in the course of pursuing a, a vehicle yesterday, the vehicle ran across the the, the corvette. The corvette in between mm-hmm. was yes. hanging mm-hmm. me hmm. at on the road. So but the government itself seems to be to be uh complicit in this particular situation. Hmm. Because when I saw that list, the question I asked myself is the names on this list, are they people who have personal interest or not in this work you are giving them? And when you have people where you can point one or two that you feel I may be wrong. I stand to be corrected. I am just tell, I am just saying it the way I'm analyzing the mm. situation. Mm. When you see one or two names or more than that, that you know that or you feel or you think that have personal interest in that in this particular mission you are giving them to do, mm. then that mission is 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 already failing, right from the go. The credibility. The, the credibility mission. is already questioned mm. because the people you are going there to meet, mm. they already know that you have a personal interest. And now it's like you now have before you have the power, but you don't have the authority. But now you have the authority, because people always confuse power and authority to be the same thing. They are different. They are different. Very, very you may have power, and you may not have authority. Mm-hmm. But when you have authority, you definitely have power. Mm-hmm. So when you now see somebody that you feel that probably before he had the power, but the authority was not there, now has the authority and. When you talk about authority in this situation, the state comes in, is the number one authority that you can, you can think of. And if such person is being backed up by the state, then you know that there's going to be a lot of problem. And that's why I mentioned it yesterday, that even the government doing these things, what was the intention? The motive, for me, is very, very important. And the moment the motive is wrong, every, it's like you are laying a foundation. Once the foundation is wrong, no matter the edifice, no matter the structure you want to put on that foundation, mm. it's going to be faulty altogether. Mm. And I feel that this is what is happening. We all know what happened in this state in October 2020. Let's not deceive ourselves. We may not be saying some of these things plainly, publicly, but we all know what, what happened. We all know the name that, the name that was ringing in the, in, the, in the ears of everybody and was being mentioned in the mouth of everybody. Mm. And yet you will find this same person of questionable character in this kind of situation. Hmm. And you know that to accept that you just want to pretend that this person has a personal interest. It's like this person is invested in some of these things. Because for me, if there is a problem in a particular sector and those who have been given the mantle of leadership are failing and the system is beginning to crumble, and yet you want to quickly save the, save the system so that it does not crumble completely. That is the action of the state government, okay. which is well understood. We saw it happening in Lagos. Okay. But then, when you do that, hmm. what is your motive for doing that? Hmm. Why these decisions were being made? Were they made based on political will? Or they were made based on the information we have, the rationality that we have to put into it, Hmm. and geared towards towards the the good of the people. Hmm. And 
to be honest, I feel that a lot of these things are missing in this kind of situation. And that's why we are having this problem on our hands. Now, how do you come out? Probably to pacify those persons or probably to bring them to the law because you have caused the problem from the beginning. beginning. You created the problem from the beginning. So if you want to solve this problem, you have to go back to the drawing table. That is my own opinion. These issues, they have to be revealed. You have to listen Mm. to these people. Because if you don't listen... On those states, I think there is a lot of things wrong with us in this state. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. No, let me just say this now, because Mm -hmm. I feel these things are important. You know, we are talking about NURTW now. Mm -hmm. Sake mentioned a situation where people want to do business, and they run run them down. They don't allow them to... to, to, They stifle them. Mm. Are you aware that it does not happen only in NURTW? Yes. Go to bread, those bakery (laughs) association. I'm telling you, these are facts. And you see the government that the government is just folding its hand. Okay. Yesterday you were talking about about fuel. Come to Accra. There is no fuel in Accra. Let's take the fact. There is no fuel anywhere. If you see people that are selling fuel, it's, be, it's because they are selling it above pump price. Those who are selling at the normal price, you will see queue. A lot of petrol stations are still under lock and key. Okay. And yet, you will go to August State. I was in August State last week. I was in Lagos State last week. You just drive in, you buy your fuel, and, and, and you zoom out. So the question is, why is it that it is everything in those, in those states that is always different from what you see in other states? Okay. And I feel that the government is not performing its role well enough. Okay. We have to start talking about these right. things, and it's getting out of hand. Okay, no problem. Let's uh, have a Skywalker's take on this particular issue. Well, uh, I'm just here to, you know... Uh, play the devil's uh, advocate on this matter and I want to see it just the way it is in the sense that this is uh, the normal practice in our society because again for instance uh, the same thing that Ondo State government is doing is the same thing that legal state is doing so if there is no uh, issue with what is happening in Lagos why should the one happening here in Ondo State be you know, a, a big problem. Because... Okay, listen. This, this, this is it. You see, the parks belong to the state government. Oh, no doubt. And uh, whatever anyone wants to say, no matter how powerful someone is, you know, you can't be as powerful or more powerful than the state. And that's why I feel that what the government is doing, of course, when you look at it in terms of rationality, when you look at it in, in terms of the fact that, look, you have a problem, why not look at it from a very selfless point of view? Of course, Father Leo has a point in that, because why put in selfish interest in a problem that should ordinarily, you know, be... Uh, people should be yes, everybody should be it. very, very... But again, at the same time, because for me, I've always come from this perspective of, uh, has the governor broken any role? Ah. Has he broken any law? He has the right to decide who becomes chairman. He, he, it is within his prerogative to decide whoever he wants to put on that list. It is his determination. He's, if he sleeps and he wakes up and he says, Essigon will have to be on that list, Essigon will be on the list. It's within his... <laughs> will you accept? <laughs> I wonder why my new heart will be measured. So, he has not broken any rule. He's within his powers. He's within his authority. And I think that, for me, as long as he has satisfied those conditions, 
I don't see anything wrong Let in what the government, government has, has done. Yeah. Of course, he would have to live with the repercussions. He would have to deal with the consequences of whatever decision that you know he makes. But as long as he's still within the surface of law that he has not broken, mm. for me, it's a go. If we feel there's then a need to put in laws that okay as a governor if you're going to do this it has to be within this person it has to be this social -so person that will be appointed as chairman of whatever 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 has to have this social -so qualification has to come from you know those are the things that make a society sane because you don't always want to believe that people would be rational you don't always we cannot you know, so always give you that we'll trust. We we'll put the we we'll put the you lapses know, now on our legis on our lawmakers. Absolutely right. No what makes all of us here, you know, seated, and we are not slapping each other or we are not punching each other, is because there are laws guiding society. So if we want our society to be a lot better we then have to put in the necessary legislation and that's why you see some people would say that nigerians just pay attention to the executive arm alone we are not putting any pressure on the legislative arm of government and because again we all have seen that uh, they are all even when they make good uh, poly, uh, policy and laws and the judge will do does the executive so you see at, at the end of the day it, it, it just for me it boils down to the fact that has the governor broken any or any law? Absolutely not. Does he have a right to disband the activities and constitute a committee? Absolutely. So all the boxes have been checked. But whatever then comes out of that, of course, that's his business to deal with. Okay. Mm. Now, it's still trending issues on Future Radio 93.1 FM. The morning show has come to uh, SE Gun on this particular issue now, which is the fact that uh, uh, you know, earlier on Monday, the National Bureau of Statistics uh, actually released data which indicated uh, that Nigeria generated a total of uh, $698.7 million from foreign direct investments in 2021. Uh, and now, according to, uh, to you know, of course, uh, the, the new, uh, you know, uh, what, what do you call it, reports that we are having, uh, the, the Catholic Bishops uh, Conference of Nigeria and the, the, the Sultan of Sukutu uh, led Jamaatu Nasiru Islam actually uh, kind of like took a swipe at uh, the federal government over its failure to address in this issue of rising insecurity in the country, saying that about 24 states uh, lost foreign investments uh, right there. And uh, the, the, the numbers are staggering, but they're not surprising. What do you think? Like I said, the, the thing with statistics, with data and all the rest of them is there are times when they reel out data and you look at what is on ground, you look at the data that they reeled out and you wonder where they got their data from. Mm. I know, for instance, that this particular administration has been strong on making so much noise about bringing foreign investors. Hmm. And the the most and all of these noises are not actually backed up by by data. You understand? 
In fact, if we were to look at data, we find more people leaving the shores of the country <laughs> to go to other places where the economic situation is better. Mm. We hear of so much effort on ease of doing business and address of them, and you know, it's it's not what we are seeing here. If 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 we made so much effort on ease of doing business, the issues that we talked about are, for Akure, for instance, that you know, transportation should be neutral. All these things should be neutral. We will we'll not be having such conversations. That means if, if I want to go into a transportation business, once I just follow the guidelines, then that is it. You, you get my point. But that is not the case because we have personalized everything. We have made everything about I am. I am is is Igbo. Is is um the the long version is Imamadu. That is know me, I know you. You understand uh, preferential treatment stuff. But about insecurity, it, it, we don't need um, the Sultan. We don't need the conference of uh, Catholic. Uh, uh, bishops. bishops, we don't need, uh, you know, we don't need all of them to tell us the issue that we are faced with. We, we don't because it's, it is happening. It's, it's glaring. It is there. Hmm. In fact, the, and what is most glaring is that the actions that are being taken to even deal with it uh, you, you, you understand? Mm-hmm. You, 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 you break down, you, you cut off communication. Okay, so you've cut off communication on the whole state, on the whole local government to deal with uh, banditry. How has that helped? Hmm. Oh, you say you want to reduce, uh, can you, you come up with name. Then you start giving telcos instruction that they should bar calls out. How, how, you understand? The question is, the barring of the name and all the rest of them has have we caught the people that perpetrated the Kaduna issue? Has has it because we have not been able to in any way link any of the actions that they have taken to any particular solution. And if you look at other countries, because we 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 are doing things in this country as if we are the only ones that are being faced with this issue. Everyone knows that terrorism is a global thing. And when the Niger state president came, he mentioned it. It's not, and it's not, it's not only Nigeria that is dealing with terrorism in uh, in, uh, in, Africa. in Africa. You understand? Mm. So, it, it's, but the fact that what we are doing is not working is becoming more evident is becoming more glaring is becoming more obvious and that is why uh, this set of people you know are coming out to come to say uh, that this is the situation in fact but we know that if let's assume that you are in position to actually maybe you are appointed and you say it now the likelihood of you being suspended and being sacked is very, very much like we witnessed in uh, Abuja recently because that's one person. If I'm sure if, if they oppose for them to remove, to depose the sultan, maybe they'll go ahead and depose him, you know, for saying, because he has been talking now. 
but it is the person that they can depose that they will depose. It's mm. best that they can move or that they will move. Mm. And, it, it, and it, does it show that they are listening? It, it doesn't show that they are listening. Mm. And if they are not listening, then that means they are not ready to do anything different. No, they are not. They are listening. They are only responding to the wrong. They are not listening. They are not listening. They are only hearing us, but they are not listening. They can only hear us, but they don't listen. Okay. Well, so, okay. What I'm trying to say is that when they get angry over such uh, persons making comments, which are the truth, hmm. in case anybody is deceiving themselves, please go to immigration office as early as 5 a.m. Go to the one in Alabaca. Go to the one in Nado, very near us here. Go to the embassies that you know near you. You understand what is happening in Nigeria. Hmm. Please visit our general hospitals. <laughs> you see what is happening. Please come to Futa. Please hmm. go to Federal School of Greek. Hmm. We have plenty of students in school right hmm. now. You know, and lectures is going on as it should. Hmm. You know, just go. Go to the park now. You know, in those state park. You see transport and uh, people traveling. Hmm. Go to the filling stations. Go to the filling stations. You they are see? just selling fuel. They are just selling fuel anyhow. anyhow. Everything is working. Everything is working. We are okay. We are very okay. <laughs> very, very okay. <laughs> okay, now. Uh, let's uh, still come to uh, uh, Padre on this one. We're going to mix a little bit on this particular issue, talking about the fact that the Minister of Finance, Zainab Ahmed, is saying that uh, the federal government's 1.3 trillion naira uh, electricity intervention funds uh, have not yielded significant results. Like Sarkay said, Everything's working. Now, the question we should ask is, what was that money used for? Good. And um, I think, it, like he said, she said, intervention fund mm-hmm. in order to help the discos. Because the jenkos we generate, they generate more. They, they, they are able to distribute less, to give out yeah. less. Because it is what the discos are able to pay for that they, w- they will get. And then you know how much is already put into ge- the generation of the electric electricity supply. Hmm. Then it comes to the jenkos, they distribute. I mean, to the discos rather, distribute. they distribute to the people, and it is expected that they collect money from their customers. Whatever is supposed to be made for for the jenkos should be directed to them. But then you see, you spend money. There are a lot of problems around. That you are not attending to. I've said it. We always feel that to throw money at anything in this country, that problem is going to be solved. <laughs> if you like, go and empty all the external reserve of all the countries in this world and bring it to Nigeria. <laughs> if you don't treat the fundamental issues, it won't be as if one era has even dropped into this country. <laughs> and when it comes to the issue of power sector, what are the fundamental issues? <laughs> one, we lack facilities. First, centralization. Oh, let me begin from there. Hmm. Centralization. If one man fails, everybody is in trouble. Hmm. It is just of recent, of recent. That is, if it is still be approved at the end, the constitutional review mm-hmm. that they are now saying that states can generate generate power on their own. And I am even asking, even the state that we are saying they should generate power, how do they have to generate the power? Hmm. Some of these states that are crying that, okay, let us break down this, let us, de- let us decentralize. Are you even prepared for any of these things that they are, they are shouting for, they are, they are, they are hollering for? Hmm. Are, you, are you prepared? So we have that issue on one aspect. What have we done to decentralization? Nothing. We lack facilities. That is why in some areas, whatever 
current is given to you there, the voltage cannot go beyond a particular a particular uh, point because they know that the the moment they give you more than what you should get, it's going to break. It's going to cause a lot of this disaster. You go to to a whole community; they are just doing, using one transformer. Mm. Everybody is struggling. Did you fix the facilities? No. That is why Jenkos will generate more. They will give less. Mm. You say you throw money to the discos. Discos will complain that the customers don't pay. Because what you do is you do payment after service. And we all know that when it comes to any business that is payment after, after service is a big problem. Most businesses that thrive, we do payment before, before service. You don't give me the money, you don't get the service. Okay, how can you solve this problem? Let us have prepaid meter. Simple. Simple. Simple logical. Simple. <laughs> Where are the prepared meters? Till today. We still don't have answers to that. All right. There was a time the president came out and said, okay, remove uh, tariff on the prepaid meters, the import data, whatsoever. What have we done? Hmm. That is on one side. Still on the discos. There is no money, there is no money. But the customers are paying. People are eating up this money. When was the last time these places should be the government has 40% stake there? Hmm. When was the last time they were audited? Hmm. Okay. That people are called forward to say, let us know how much are you making? Hmm. How much are you spending in a month? Hmm. And how much is supposed to go back into our coffers, even as stakeholders? Hmm. Is anybody doing that? Okay. Nobody. But you, you say you threw, if you like, throw $1.3 trillion, not naira this time hmm. around. Hmm. If you don't fix these fundamental problems, these problems will never be solved. Okay. Now, speaking of the fact that you, you mentioned, let's just, you have the last word for the day, so, okay, talking about the fact that the, a recent report has revealed that Nigeria's debt could hit 50 trillion naira in the shortest possible time. Still buttresses uh, Padre's point on uh, where does this money go to and can we keep throwing money at our problems this way? I just want to add a little to what he said. For me, most of our institution, government institutions, are mostly guilty of not paying. That's the university system, the sectariat, the government sectariat. And that is why the prepaid issue is a very serious issue. But why are we not getting prepaid? Is it that prepaid is not available? That is the Nigerian factor playing. Okay. And that factor is helping some people. It's because that's where corruption, that's where in between those, you know, between those lapses mm. is where the problem is. Yes. Okay. And we should be able to, to solve it. Concerning our debt profile, you see, there's nothing wrong with borrowing. But a good businessman, if you, are, if you are going to give me 20 million, I'm not going to buy a bulletproof car from 20 million that is borrowing. Okay. But we have a government, that's why when I read, our spending is spending that will not bring return on investment mm. is much more than the spending that will bring return on investment that is why we are where we are ah, okay. simple all right that's all we can take on uh, trending issues for today do have a lovely one uh, news from around the world is up next stay tuned this